Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 248. Today is Monday, June 12th. 2023. I hope that you guys had a great weekend. I sure did. Uh, my wife and I went to the movies. That was a lot of fun. And then uh, we just hung out, you know, enjoyed each other's company, worked on projects, all that great stuff. We're creative. So good, good weekend, relaxing. And I hope you guys are left turbocharged for this new week. We got a lot of great people uh, on, on the show this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, deliverance, demonology. What's demonology? We're going to be talking about it all today. If you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify. That'll really help us out. And then wherever you guys are listening to this, if you're listening on an app of any kind of podcast app of any kind, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff, make sure to rate the Elijah Fire podcast. That'll really help us out as well. Also, I wanted to remind you guys all week long, we are going to be reminding you down in the description in the stuff we talked about section, there is a survey. We want to hear from you. And there are thousands of people that watch this and we've only had like 47 submissions. And I know there are more out of you of you out there that have, it just takes like a minute tops. Uh, so just click the link in there. We want to hear from you guys. There's also an other section you can mix it up and you can give us a suggestion. Um, we have a lot of great suggestions. I've been looking at all these. I'm like, yeah, that's really good. That's also really good. That's also really good. So just wanted to let you guys know that even if your suggestion is in the other section, we are taking into account all of these, even if it's, even if you're the only one, if it's a good idea, a good idea is a good idea. So, um, we want to hear from you guys, give you guys a chance to voice. Hey, I would like to see more of this. Um, or it's all great. You can do that too. There you guys go. I'll remind you guys at the end as well. Also, we're starting a new series, a new teaching series for the month of June, uh, starting on Wednesday, uh, which is the 14th for those who are listening. not for, if you don't know what day Wednesday is, uh, it's called the power of prayer. It's with Christina Baker. It's going to be a three-part series. And for those who need a little refresher, Christina Baker has over a million Yes, I said over a million followers on TikTok. And her whole thing is God had her start praying for people. Hey, just start. I want you to just start praying. So she's always like, hey, wait, let me pray for you. She has over a million followers on TikTok. I mean, she has several hundred thousands, I believe, on Instagram. She's seen a lot of success in the avenue of prayer. And, you know, as we were praying about what teaching series to do next, Illumination was like, hey, what about Christina? And so we're like, yeah, just to ask her. She's like, I have a whole teaching on intercession and prayer. We're like, great. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's going to be a great, that's going to be three parts. that starts this Wednesday. Um, yeah. So like I said, we got a great lineup, especially today. We're kicking it off strong. We're going in hard. We're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, deliverance, demonology, all that good stuff. So my guest today, he's a prophetic voice. He's a minister, author. He's also the co-founder of Spirit Word Ministries, along with his wife, Amy. Let's give it up for our guest today, Jesse Sham. Jesse! Hey, Jeff. Great to hey, be with you. Welcome back for the third time, I think. I think it's the I third time it now. Yeah, man. Welcome back to Elijah Fire. Glad to have you here. 
Hey, man, it's great to be with you. I'm excited for what we're diving into today. Yeah. It's going to be powerful. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you kind of just take the reins, man. Like you have a lot of, a lot, you and your wife have a lot of experience in the the realm of spiritual warfare, deliverance, and even um, just casting out devils, all that stuff. Um, You guys have, you walk in a lot of authority in that. So. You're a great person to talk to about this. Um, so I'm going to let you kind of just jump in and share what's on your heart and we'll just go from there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that has really been on my heart to talk about is how this is the hour for the church to rise up in power and authority. Uh, that's yeah. something that we need to see more of is miracles, healings, deliverances, you know, less of the Holy Spirit is never a good thing. Right. You know, like <laughs> not a good idea. Where, <laughs> if, if that's where um, our heart is, we need to shift. Yeah. Because Jesus wants to touch people, heal people, deliver people. And so that's really a huge key in bringing salvation is deliverance. Mm. So many times people need yokes broken. They need to be delivered of something so that they can come fully to the Father. Mm. And uh, I know that I've seen that. We've we've experienced that in our ministry where people have gotten set free from things, bondages, addictions, uh, and they're free to come to the Father in salvation. So sometimes we, like in in our mind, we're thinking this person needs to repent before they come to Jesus. They need to repent and then come to salvation. Well, sometimes there is a yoke on them that needs to be broken so they can come into repentance. Mm. Otherwise, it's just a repetitive cycle in their life. Okay. So that's what's so powerful about breaking bondages, strongholds, um, and how Jesus can move through his presence, through his spirit to bring them to salvation. Mm. It's really the father drawing them, but there's a yoke that needs to be broken. So I'll just talk for a few moments. Like my, uh, introduction into this whole thing with demons and devils. Um, I grew up around this because my father went into ministry as an associate pastor and a missionary. He just started casting out devils. So I saw all these manifestations um, and experienced the warfare of it at a really young age. Hmm. So I saw uh, everything uh, with, with, uh, what happens to people when they're being delivered, you know, they're throwing up in buckets, they're they're all that stuff. Uh, so I was exposed to that at at a young age. And actually what happened was David Hogan came to Columbia, Tennessee, because my father and another man wrote to him and asked him to come. So he came into a church ministered, And all these demons started coming out of people in the church. 
Did that freak you out or was it, were were you pretty used to it by then? What's that? Did that freak you out or, cause that's sometimes people's like initial reaction when they see it, or were you used to it by then? Um, no, this was the first time I'd ever been exposed to, to that. Okay. Even though I grew up in church, I never really saw manifestations of demons or, or any of that. And, um, this, it was just so powerful, so new. Uh, all these people were manifesting. Some people were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. I'd never seen that level of power before. Um, and I'd never encountered the Holy Spirit before. So in that meeting, uh, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And for like three days, didn't know where, you know, really where I was, like what was going on, you know, God's real. Uh, I'm, I'm waking up in the middle of the night speaking in tongues. Wow. But uh, my dad was an usher for David Hogan. And so he got incredibly imparted to. And then he just started casting out demons. And demons started manifesting places that he would go. So that was my exposure to deliverance ministry, casting out demons. Uh, He started ministering to all kinds of different uh all all different kinds of people that needed deliverance so people would get delivered of homosexuality wow. people would get delivered of addictions tormenting devils occult demons uh right on our couch at home and uh so this really shifted my whole family i didn't mean to get into this whole thing hey, but man it's all good my brother um was heavily into the world but ever since that meeting, everything started to change. So my yeah, brother wanted to be a rock star or something, I think is what he said when he was <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what really shifted everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what opened my eyes up. Just that one encounter to know God is real. Uh, and at that young age, I started to recognize being conscious of warfare because that's when warfare started to happen. Hmm. It was actually when my family started walking in the real thing, walking in the power of God and casting out demons that I started to sense warfare, uh, experience warfare, have demonic dreams. And uh, you, you really have to walk a fine line when you start to move in this stuff. Hmm. So when an anointing comes on you, a mantle comes on you, there is a warfare that you need to be conscious of. You you need to know that the enemy wants to come in and kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. So you can't just be half in, half out. You got to be totally dedicated to the Lord. And, uh, I believe God wants to give people gifts, mantles, anointings, but there's a warfare that comes with that. So, you know, every believer is going to face warfare. Uh, every believer is going to face challenges, difficulties. Even in life, there's challenge and challenges and difficulties, but we need to be equipped in standing in warfare. 
and knowing that we have an adversary. So our wrestle is, is not with flesh and blood, but it's with principalities and powers. So there's a spiritual world all around us every single day. And, uh, you know, we can cut through that veil and see into the spirit world. What we're going to see is demonic spirits in operation. Uh, we're going to see angels. We're going to see into the spirit world. And there's sometimes we're, we're, it seems like we're battling with a person, but really there's a spirit behind what is actually going on. Yeah. And there's a very alluring bait to engage in the flesh. So yes. much so that, I mean, that, like it is not an accident that there is a verse that very much illustrates that point of we war not against flesh and blood, right? Right. Uh, but the bait to engage in the physical is very alluring. Um, yeah. 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 Because that's, we can war in the flesh. Mm -hmm. We can pray in the flesh. But the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Mm. But they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we have spiritual weapons to fight with. Well, we fight with the word of God. We fight with the wisdom of God. Uh, we fight with the Holy Spirit. But yeah, we, we can see what's happening and uh, think that is, we're seeing what's happening in the world, uh, what's going on in culture, society. And we can think that this is a fight in the flesh. It's not a fight in the flesh. It's a spiritual battle. Yeah, come on. And the so, world is not our enemy. The adversary that we have is the enemy. So we yeah, have to know how to stand, how to fight mm -hmm. and overcome. Right. And I think too, like looking at, especially June being a, a month that certain groups of people acknowledge as pride month. I do not want to acknowledge it that way. It's, it's the month of my anniversary, uh, Jesse. Uh, that's that's the way I look at it. But um, but it's very easy. Again, like the bait to engage in the physical is very alluring, um, especially yeah. if you're not uh, spending ample time in the secret place and being fed from that place. Um, because then what happens is you end up sometimes even subconsciously you start identifying people as the enemy. Yeah. Uh, or groups of people as the enemy when they're not our yeah. enemy. Um, they're being misled and misguided by someone else who is our enemy. But um, yeah, I think that's why it's so important to spend that ample time in the secret place because then you do, it does really shift your perspective. Yes. Um, you know, we, we wrestle, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, though some of the greatest warfare can come from people. Mm -hmm. So we have to have wisdom and uh, know how to pray, how to bind. Uh, you know, what we're seeing in the world right now is a movement of witchcraft. Oh, yeah. Where, I mean, it's stronger than it's ever been. And what we have to understand is that 
we are all spirit beings. And being spirit beings, we are hungry for the supernatural. Mm. Though there are people in the world that are experiencing counterfeit supernatural, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for the church to make impact through the power of the Holy Spirit and win souls, mm. bring people into the authentic supernatural. Um, you know, we're not going to win with religion. No. And what I mean by religion is powerless Christianity. Uh, the early church was birthed with extreme power, demonstrations of God's yeah. love, the lame walking, the dead being raised, demons being cast out. Uh, and there was a fear that was upon those that were looking in to the church and seeing what was happening. There was a respect there. And today what we're seeing happening is Christianity openly mocked uh, on TV shows, movies, and culture. And I think the only way uh, that we're going to win is through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That is the only way we're going to make a significant impact hmm. in the world is through revival and the kingdom of God. So revival is our only hope, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Revival is our only hope. And yeah. when we're not experiencing revival, we have the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus preached the kingdom of God is at hand. And he healed the multitudes. He brought deliverance. Uh, so the kingdom is available. The kingdom is in us. But we still need a heart that is open for revival and for God to come and do what he wants to do. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that, Jesse, because I was actually talking to um, an individual. Oh, it was like a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that, who was part of the, the baby boomer generation. Uh, and they were a part of the original Jesus movement. Um they actually got wow. saved in the original Jesus movement. They were in Vietnam. They were in all that stuff. And the parallels between then and now are very similar. But I've even had people who are still um, like we had um, a guy named John Rudke, who is one of like uh, one of Lonnie Frisbee's ministry partners. And, you know, he's gone on. He's heavily involved in what's happening now, especially in Southern California, uh, the movements that are happening down there. But he was saying, if anything, I think young people have it harder than we did because he was like a buddhist wow. into drugs all that stuff right so yeah. in the same way yeah that's episode 240 if people want to go go and listen to that or watch it if you haven't watched it, it's really worth watching um but anyways i was talking to this guy uh that was from that era as well um and he was he has a good knowledge of how uh he's a bit of a historian so he has a, a good knowledge of like how the natural flow of a uh, devoid of God, uh, how a civilization kind of yeah. its rise and fall. And so he was talking about that now. And he's like, almost like he wants to see the U S fall. He's like, Oh, everything's going to go, uh, you know, 
go to hell in a handbasket and um, everything's going to hit the fan. And, and it was everything he was saying was completely devoid of any intervention from heaven, which historically, I mean, we have the Bible as evidence, but then even historically with revivals, we know that heaven often does intervene in the plans yeah. of man in terms of like Satan's plans versus God's plans. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And so I think that it is really important to look at like, you know, I tried to to remind him, I'm like, remember like when back then, like Vietnam, you had Vietnam, you had assassinate political assassinations, like all these different things that were really bad. You had Eastern yeah. mysticism coming in. You had demonstrations all over the place. It looked like all hope was lost. And yet the Jesus movement happened. And Come I on. said, why is it? Why are you, why have you suddenly divorced this time from an intervention from heaven? So Jesse, I would agree right. with you that revival is the only option, but historically we can look at that. Historically people have been in that same place where they're like, God's right. intervention is our only hope. Um, yeah. Historically we've seen that. Yeah. Uh, every generation has a move, mm -hmm. a revival. Um, I believe we're on the verge of something happening. Come on. I don't believe it's quite here yet mm -hmm. as far as revival awakening. Uh, but we've seen some sparks. We're seeing some, some things happen. Um, but I'll tell you where my heart is, Jeff, is to train and equip people to see the sick healed, mm -hmm. to cast out demons, to win souls. Uh, I'm not interested in some things that, that I see going on. I want to be focused on the harvest. Jesus, uh, seeing people set free. <clears throat> and once you see how people are free through the power of the Holy Spirit and they come to salvation, you don't want to go back to anything else. Hmm. I, what we're doing is not a method. It's not, um, it's just being led by the Holy Spirit and ministering to people. And we're seeing people get set free. Demons leave people. Uh, you know, we were in Bulgaria one time ministering, and there was a girl that was demon-possessed, and uh, she got totally free. The demon left her. Uh, she said Jesus came to her in a vision. The demon or demons left her. And wow. she was just weeping, so joyful, so thankful, and uh, came to Jesus. You know, that's what we need to realize is there's people that are demonically oppressed by demons. And uh, what we're seeing in the world happening right now is people that are demonically oppressed. They don't have a fear of God. They don't know God. You know, they, they don't know God like us charismatics know God. They haven't mm -hmm. had an encounter with Jesus or been filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. They need to see something that is real. Yeah. They need to experience something that is tangible. And it's, you know, many in the church right now, they don't even realize how bad it is what's happening in the world right now, where there's, there's a new age movement, uh, 
you have a this witchcraft movement. I was going to say big time Satanism. Yeah, and it's out there in the open for you to see. And and there's a a cult hook that is luring people into the psychics, luring people into this dark side of the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we need to realize this is our opportunity to win those that are in new age, to win those that are in the occult through the presence of God, through the power of God. You know, I've sat on planes with new agers and just ministered to them and they're incredibly open. They're incredibly open to hearing about God and the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes uh, they do receive the Holy Spirit. Hmm. You know, they get a touch. Wow. And they're like, what's this? Well, it's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. Uh, Me and my wife were at a mall one time. Go ahead. And uh, I'm just thinking of this story right now Mm -hmm. uh, because it's powerful. But uh, me and my wife were at a mall. I'm waiting. She's shopping, and uh, these skater kids come up, and I'm sitting in the chair. I'm not trying to get a word of knowledge or anything, but all of a sudden I get a word of knowledge, and I I look over at them, and I said, which one of you has the knee injury? One of you has a knee injury in your right knee, and this kid said, well, that's me. You know, and and they're like, what's going on? So I I just pray for this guy and I say, man, just get up and start walking with me. His knee pops. And uh, they're like, what is going on? I'm like, man, Jesus just healed you. Isn't that awesome? And his friend was an atheist. So he was like, not about it. But he couldn't deny that his friend was healed. Yep. (laughs) So... Um, that was a seed that was sown into their lives, into mm-hmm. their hearts. And, you know, here's the thing. We don't put ter- all these terms and conditions on people. We just minister Jesus and let people decide if they're going to receive Jesus, if they're going to walk with Jesus. Religion puts so many terms and conditions And Jesus just preached the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, that's the message. Come to the river, come and drink freely. Mm -hmm. Come experience what the kingdom is about. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that there is a, a temptation to, uh, kind of put ourselves in this place of planter water and harvester right uh when even in jesus's own parable about you know like planting watering uh harvesting like it's a multi it's an all hands on deck kind of a thing it's multiple different people you know so it's yeah yeah you know we we serve a loving father who is for us who wants to see us grow mm-hmm. up in him and his love and his goodness. And um, I, I think that what happens is that religion wants to come in and stifle the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, religion, control. People get burnt out 
serving religion. You're never going to get burnout serving Jesus, but you will get burnout serving religion. And, you know, your heart becomes hard. You become bitter. You know, um, that's what religion does. But once you step into the power of the Holy Ghost and you see that this is the way, you know, this is the way to live. This is the way to evangelize. This is the way to reach people through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We're not going to win in the flesh. We're not going to win battles in the flesh. We've got to do it through the Holy Spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, thus saith the Lord. So when you see fruitfulness come, as you're just co-laboring with the Holy Spirit, you know that there's no method, there's no formula that could ever compare to just letting the Holy Spirit move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really you quick, know, I want to inter- interject. Um, I said that as I was talking, the Holy Spirit was like, hey, check that. Because <laughs> I said the parable of Jesus talking about planting, watering, harvesting. That's actually from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to read it because I think it's really important. Yeah. Uh, especially for those who just are unfamiliar with it. It's first Corinthians chapter three, verses seven and eight. It says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. So yeah, I just wanted to give some clarity on that. Uh, yeah, because, amen. yeah. Uh, You know, we're called to plant, Mm -hmm. get people born again, and somebody's got to water that seed. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got to water what has been planted. Mm -hmm. You know, the work that God has started, he will finish. But somebody's got to pour. And so, yeah, there's different graces that people are called to. Some are called to pastors. Some are called to evangelize. Um, but thank God that there are people out there winning souls, doing a work for God's kingdom and however God has called them to operate function. You know, we were talking earlier about something and I I just kind of wanted to go back to it a little bit. Uh, before the broadcast, we were talking about how there's a warfare in your assignment, how many experience warfare in their calling. And uh, this is something that we teach on quite a bit, how to stand under warfare. And I feel like once you step into your assignment, your, your call, and you really start to feel that grace, experience it, the enemy wants to come in and, uh, try to shut down the anointing, try to distract you from the assignment Mm -hmm. and uh, try to wear you out. But I've just been feeling this season to really stay focused on the Lord, really stay focused on the secret place, the presence of God, because what the enemy wants to do is get us distracted. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a warfare in your assignment. And as we focus on the Lord and his presence, the warfare can shift. So there's a lot I could talk on uh, about this, 
Yeah. Well, specifically, uh, Jesse, like, let's just say, let's kind of strip it down into a scenario. Let's say someone, and maybe it's somebody watching, um, but let's say someone's like, okay, I got all this confirmation. This person came, like, I was supposed to step out. I Like, I knew God spoke this to me, and then I had confirmation confirmation from these other places. So you're really, like, confident that this is of the Lord. You step into it, and all of a sudden, it's like immediate warfare. You step into that place. And let's say for the sake of the argument that that actually where you are right now is the will of God. But now all of a sudden you're facing intense warfare. How does somebody stand up under something like that? Say that they're in the center of God's will. There's no debate about that. They're in the center of God's will. But all of a sudden it's like this absolute hurricane of warfare. How do they stand up under that? Yeah, so good. Um, Well, I can share from my experience Mm -hmm. that when I got words of confirmation for my call destiny, the enemy would try to come in and bring discouragement. Uh, You know, you, you sense the warfare, you, you feel what's going on, what, you know, it's, it's, uh, it can be like a turmoil. And what you have to do is stand, stand on what God said. The Bible says, stand and having all the done, uh, having done all to stand, stand, stand with the armor of God. I was just thinking about that. Spend time in the secret place. Don't back off of what God said. What the enemy wants to do is he wants to steal your prophetic destiny. Yeah. He wants to get you into doubt, into fear, into flesh, so that he can get you to abort the mission and you walk away from your destiny. Because there is a warfare, Jeff, and oh, yeah. uh, it is very real. Jesus, it, Jesus experienced warfare. Some of the strongest warfare came in right before he stepped out into ministry. And then there was a warfare throughout his ministry. But the Bible says that the enemy came to Jesus and tested him and then departed for a season. Hmm. So there are those seasons where the enemy comes and we have to know that it is going to pass. And we must stand. And uh, a key also is to not give the enemy more attention than he deserves. Because we can focus on demons so much and the devil so much. And and uh, we're looking for the devil everywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the Bible does say that uh, we are not to be ignorant of the enemy's devices, how he operates, right? But our focus and attention should be upon the Lord. And in with dealing with the enemy, we must always recognize that we have the authority. The battle is already won. The yeah, enemy is defeated. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. So anything that you are currently facing the enemy has the enemy has already been defeated. Jesus has already overcome it. Yeah. 
Jesus overcame every single temptation. We have the victory. And we are seated with the Father on the right hand in a place of dominion, in a place of power, authority, and presence. And when we speak to the enemy, we speak to him from that place. We speak from the mountain of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you're experiencing or what you're feeling, what's going on, you are above the enemy. Yeah. Always. That we yeah. fight to receive victory is that we fight from victory. Yeah, see. And that's why Colossians chapter 3 is one of my favorite uh, sections of Scripture, specifically the first half of that chapter. And the beginning of it says, Since then we have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ, and, and it goes on, it says, Where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And if we're hidden with Christ in God, Where's Christ? He's seated with the right hand of the Father. Paul also writes that we are seated with him in heavenly realms. Um, and so it's just, um, I love that you said that, Jesse, because it is it is from a place of, often if Satan wants us to think that we're, we're operating from a defeated place, um, but we're actually operating from a place of victory, yes. from a place of great authority. Um, and it's a, it's that process of getting to realize that, um, come on, how do we realize that Jesse? Like if people are like, man, like, I love what you guys are saying, but like my life right now is kind of crazy. And you know, maybe they're, they're a spirit filled believer and they're really having a hard time. Is it just perseverance pressing forward, declaring, yes. is it declaration? Like, what would you advise? Yeah. Um, what's been key for me is a secret place. Hmm. So what the enemy wants to do is bring demonic oppression or doubt. Pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Practice the presence of the Lord. Worship. Spend extra time in, in the presence of God. And that will shift. It will lift. I love how the Bible speaks of how David returned to the stronghold. And the stronghold for David was a place where, uh, you know, his enemies couldn't get to him. It was a place in the natural, a stronghold. But the stronghold of David was really David's secret place where he would spend time with the Lord. And that is how David won battles. That is how breakthrough came was through the secret place. Mm. And David built the city of David, around his stronghold. So think about how David was in the stronghold and he built the city of David, the Bible says, around the stronghold. So David built the city of David through the secret place. Hmm. So we can build and we can pursue destiny in the flesh or we can do it through the spirit through the secret place. Um, you know, there's always going to be warfare that comes, but sometimes we need to see warfare for what it is. Okay. Sometimes warfare is a sign that you are walking in the perfect will of God. 
sometimes warfare is a sign that you are actually on the verge of breakthrough and you're about to step through that door that God has for you. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Man, I, I just felt like a sigh of relief in the spirit. Like there's a couple of people listening that what you just said right there was like, you know, yeah. that Come on. Yeah, it's really good. I actually had a dream recently. Um, and in the dream, I couldn't see a whole lot. It was, it wasn't like a demonic darkness, but it was like, I'm feeling my way through the dark Mm -hmm. and I was knocking on this door and suddenly the door opened and all this light came and I walked through the open door. So I believe that many are in this season of knocking on the door of heaven, desiring change and desiring breakthrough in areas. And I believe the dream prophetically speaks of many that are going to walk through the open door, uh, walk into a new season, doors of opportunity, breakthrough doors, kingdom doors. Mm -hmm. There's something about the open door this season. I've been prophesying this, uh, but there really is something that the Lord is doing in directing people into where they need to be. Amen. So there's doors of transition. Oh, big time, Jesse. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, so, Jesse, I have a question. Um, just about, and this, I guess, can kind of kind of dovetail between spiritual warfare and perhaps deliverance. Uh, but how, cause I know there's some people wondering this, how do I know if what I'm experiencing is external spiritual warfare or result of internal issues? How do you know mm-hmm. when is the right time? When, when should someone is deliverance just something that happens or is it like, yeah. So I guess you can answer this approach this from however you want. Wow. Um, the big question, <laughs> like a whole show in and of itself, but we'll go there. Yeah, that's good. I love, yeah. I love uh, that you asked that because some things are not, some things are not uh, demons. Mm-hmm. Some things are, are not necessarily demonic. It's flesh. Yeah. It is areas mm-hmm. in your life that are not submitted to God. And so there is this warfare that people experience that is unnecessary. Uh, Really what it has to do with is being out of God's will. So Jonah was out of God's will. He was swallowed by the whale and Mm -hmm. spit up on shore. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced those seasons where I was out of the will of God and tremendous warfare, tremendous warfare. So even though there's uh, warfare I've experienced in ministry, nothing compares to being in the world and in sin and sure. bondage. And But some things are just little adjustments that need to be made. Mm-hmm. 
repentance that will shift people out of that demonic oppression or warfare that they're experiencing. Um, And there's personal warfare that we go through and we, we just need to trust the Lord, seek the Lord, have understanding in the word of the warfare that we're dealing with, because sometimes uh, there is warfare that comes from demons and we need to know what kind of demon are we dealing with? Is this a witchcraft spirit? There's a there's a wisdom that you need with dealing with some of these demons. Some of these devils, you have to be sharp as attack so that you can sense, discern, and know how to navigate through things with wisdom. So not every demon are we going to be able to cast out. Okay. Some things are regional. Uh, some are principalities. And we can't take principalities ourselves these need to be taken corporately yeah i'm glad i've heard some people are like oh yeah i go up against principalities i'm like (laughs) i know my authority but even i wouldn't do that uh corporately yes and i have to know i mean that's the thing it's like do you feel like sometimes people maybe are a little too gung-ho and like maybe they're gunning for a fight and like yeah and sometimes god is like calling you to do the opposite of what you think you should do in a situation in terms of spiritual warfare as well. God's like, Oh, praise me right now. I'm being attacked. Yeah. Praise me right now. You know, (laughs) like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, um, part of it is just a lack of understanding, Hmm. you know, a, a lack of understanding. And I can say that there were areas of belief that I had that I thought were right because that's what I was taught. And Mm. I found out that, you know, this is wrong the way that I'm thinking. Okay. Because the real battle many believers face, the real battle is in the mind. And there are strongholds that need to be broken, belief systems that need to be broken. And so the, the Bible says that, um, I'm thinking of the scripture where there are strongholds in the mind. You know, the weapons of our warfare are are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Well, those strongholds are in the mind. And we think, well, no, the stronghold is a principality over a region. Well, no, principalities What they do is they set up in a place and they bring about this spiritual climate. And they attack the minds of people, the hearts of people. And people are submitted under that principality. When we get born again, we're no longer under the the dominion of the enemy, but we have to put on the mind of Christ. We have to renew our minds to God's word. Yeah. Otherwise, the enemy gets a foothold. Even in our misunderstanding, the enemy can get a foothold. What does the Bible say? A man is destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Hmm. So some things are just 
uh, strongholds in the mind that need to be broken. The word of God is a hammer that destroys strongholds. But a hammer will continue to break up against a rock until it breaks. Our minds have to be renewed continuously to the word of God. And strongholds will break. See, we don't need to defeat the enemy. He's already defeated. We don't need to defeat principalities. We need the mind of Christ to know that we are seated above, that we've been given all power, all authority over the enemy. And how to use our spiritual weapons to destroy the works of the enemy. If we're not casting out devils and seeing the sick healed and winning souls, then we're really not destroying the enemy's kingdom. Hmm. What did Jesus do? The Bible says in Acts 10.38 that Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the enemy. Healing all that were oppressed of the enemy. Um, let me pull that scripture up. Okay. Make sure I'm doing this right. Yeah. Yeah, this is good stuff, man. Yeah, Acts 10.38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus was going around healing the sick and casting out devils. That is 70% of Jesus' ministry is healing the sick, winning the lost. Casting out devils. That's 70% of Jesus' ministry. So if we're not getting around the lost and we're not casting out devils, and then we need to. We need mm-hmm. to be fired up, passionate about this, because this is what Jesus was passionate about. Yeah. This is what he was passionate about. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you're called to do for the kingdom of God, you need a heart to evangelize. You need a heart to cast out devils and see the sick healed. We should desire these things. We should be hungry and on fire to do this because mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. I mean, somebody's got to cast out these nasty devils. Somebody's got to do it. And why not you, person, whoever's listening? Why it's a not lot you? of fun. Well, and I mean, everybody it, loves the stories. Like, I mean, once you shared, like, whoa, you know. Like the kid he prayed for his knee, you know, yeah. it's like everybody loves those stories, but it does mean being vulnerable. Yeah, I I think there's. I always encourage people to go on a mission trip overseas. Yeah. Because that's where you really see the need for the gospel and what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And. Um. Once you start to pray for people and the Holy Spirit flows through you and you're activated in that way, it's like it's a whole different world. And so many Christians, uh, you know, they haven't seen that 
type of ministry firsthand. They haven't seen a crazy miracle happen or, you know, a devil come out like, but when you're around that, it just ignites something in you. You know, um, that's where we need to be. That's where our passion needs to be. Our hunger Mm -hmm. needs to be. Yeah. Well, because it's like also when you do see those things, suddenly it becomes not just words. It suddenly becomes just not just words on a page, but going like, yeah, they're real. And how many testimonies have we heard of people, Christians who did what you were talking about? They went overseas or they just were in a position where they started seeing those things manifest. It was like suddenly it became real. Um, Right. And that's where like, you know, when I talk to Christians and, and especially when I was in missions myself, you know, and they're like, oh, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if God's real. I don't know. If, I just don't feel him. And I'm like, well, like go with, go where he is, you know, Come like on. go where he is, go to the front lines of wherever he is. And that can be out your door on your street, depending on where you live, or that yeah. can be in mexico or that could be wherever you know uh, but go yeah. where he is and where he's operating um and suddenly he becomes real suddenly it's all real you know yeah and uh there you know the more mature we become in the lord the more we are willing to walk in the responsibility that we have been given individually corporately the more mature we become in the lord the more that we're saying lord what can i do for you Mm -hmm. because we love the lord and we want to please the lord we want to help the lord and we realize that this is all about souls this is all about seeing god's kingdom advance in the earth and occupying until he comes yeah So whether you're, you know, post-trip, mid-trip, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, we need to see the big picture. Mm -hmm. God sees the big picture. Yeah. God sees the harvest. God sees uh, the body of Christ arising, walking in its true identity. God is calling us into the future. Hmm. Yeah, man. So I'm incredibly hopeful for the greatest hour that the church has ever seen. Despite what's happening, despite uh, what is to come. You know, because there's some things that are happening in the earth right now that are purely demonic. Undeniably, yeah. And there are Satanists that are running things and doing things. And you can call me a conspiracy theorist. I, it's true, though. <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, what you're talking about is true. You know, it, it, it is what is happening. And we need to know where we're called to pray, minister. And where are we as the church? This is the question I have. Where are we as the church going to make the most significant impact? 
what is what are the things that we should be focused on as the church that we are the most fruitful and make the most impact because when I, I i look at jesus and i look at paul the apostle I see the miracles, I see the fruit, I see the power. Uh, I want to know, what was Paul focused on all the time? You know, what was he diving into? What did he talk about the most? You know, uh, you know, my point is, I believe the church has a tendency to get distracted at times when we really need to be focused. Mm -hmm. You know, some things are just distraction. Some things are really important. So, yeah. Yeah. I thank God for, for what's happening in the church, man. The church is arising. Great Mm -hmm. things are happening. Yeah. And I would say, even just as a more like a general response to, you know, where, where should the church be focusing its efforts? And part of it is wherever God is placing you, but the, the there is no option to, to take a seat on the bench. Like, like that, every single one of us, wherever that is, yeah. needs to be doing something. And some of yeah. you even are focusing on the mountain of family right now, your stay at home moms that's not something to look down on. Like you're right. literally raising up children, future giant slayers, you know, uh, or current giant slayers um, to, uh, I just want to say something too, to that current giant slayers, never dismiss the prayers of a little kid. Like uh, I remember I was um, two different instances happened that were really profound for me and involved my niece when she was like three praying for me. One of them was I burned my hand really bad, uh, like really bad. Um, second degree burns all up here. Hot oil came on my hand, like went all over my hand. So like my skin was all like shriveled and, and it hurt real bad, real bad. We got, went to the ER and I messaged my sister and I just said, Hey, can you guys be praying for us? Like burn my hand. It hurts really bad. Mm. So she sends me a video of my niece who was, she had to have been three at the time praying and immediately the pain went away. Like immediately, like I could full, full touch, like no pain receptors weren't destroyed. It was on fire. Like my hand hurt really bad. And the second she got done praying, it was completely like I could touch it. Didn't hurt at all. No pain meds or anything yet. Um, and yeah. And so, and then from that moment forward, it never hurt. Um, like it did when it first, uh, you know, so that was the one instance. And then another one was like, I had a migraine and when I get migraines, like I can't see, uh, they, wow. they're really bad and it normally lasts for quite a while. And same, my niece, same thing. She prayed and my sister did like a voice text and she prayed and all of a sudden I opened my eyes and I could see, and it literally had just started mm-hmm. and like my head stopped hurting. You know, That's so awesome. never dismiss the prayers of a kid, man. Let me tell you, God loves the prayers of kids. So go up to every that. two-year-old you can see and have them pray for you. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's so true. Mm-hmm. And children just have that childlike faith. Yeah. You know, and yeah. So with my son, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm so excited to know, man. raise him and talk to him about Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, cool. You know, and, and the thing is, that's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up about children because our heart should be, what are we going to do for the next generation? Mm-hmm. Instead of being focused on getting raptured out of here, which could happen, Jesus could come back any day, sure. praise yeah. God. Uh, but, you know, in the meantime, we need to be focused on the next generation. Yeah, come on. And, uh, you know, what what we're going to leave as a legacy for the next generation. But, you know, my heart's so stirred, Jeff. I'm, I'm excited for uh, the harvest. I'm excited for what the Lord is doing. Uh, we've actually been taking teams out twice a twice a month, just going out into different places. And um, it's been powerful because people are getting delivered. People are getting healed. People are getting saved. And it's not me and Amy praying for them. It's our team. So it's our it's our team just getting words of knowledge and prophesying. And, uh, you know, it's it's awesome, man. Sweet, man. It's awesome. Yeah, come on. Uh, more of that we do do really well with just getting people in the stuff flowing in it getting them out of their comfort zones a little bit and then they just start getting words of knowledge and it's powerful dude so you know one thing we're praying about praying into is setting a tent up in nashville's backyard and just going for it preaching water baptisms you know, just going, just going for it. Yeah. Dude, that'd be uh, sweet. So yeah. I'm excited about the harvest. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, kind of in closing, I kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, that I think it's really important to look at like, what is heaven's agenda um, right now versus yeah. the world's. And, and just because the world looks a certain way, doesn't mean that's, heaven's agenda like hellfire and brimstone and all that i'm like these are precious people that god loves and wants drawn to him i mean just the other day we saw we saw a great comment about um someone who was an atheist and they stumbled across our channel and they were like I thought you guys were just, I thought it was silly and weird. And and then, but then they are like, you realize they're like, you guys are genuine. Like you're, wow. you're the real deal. You know, so more of that, you know, even That's more awesome. of that. So yes. people are like a perceived enemy isn't our enemy. You know, like if we're looking in the physical, like they're not our enemy. Um, they may be, may be misguided by the enemy, but they're not our enemy. And so looking at it from that perspective of like, man, like I just, my heart aches for even people that are in like high levels of leadership that are doing very ungodly things, um, different governors, leaders, politicians, my heart aches. Like, I'm like, I just so sad. Like I want, I want Mm -hmm. them to, I want them to encounter Jesus and, and, and for their hearts to be softened to his, to the gospel. Like that's my heart's cry. Right. It's not, yeah, yeah. Like it, may they die, you know, like, no, no. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, we need to know that God desires us 
to reach the lost. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation and faith, hope, and love are eternal. We should always have faith, hope, and love for the world and for even Christians. So we have to believe for people to cross over. Um, And it's easy to just say, well, we'll just let them get what they deserve. But that's not the heart of God. Right. The heart of God is to show grace upon people that don't even deserve grace. Just like you and me, we didn't deserve grace. No. But we were given grace. Yeah. So I believe that's where our heart should really be. And I I really believe that you have to have an encounter with God and know the heart of God, Mm -hmm. you know, to walk in that. Yeah, for sure. If you don't know the Father heart of God, the love of God, and how much God loves people, well, then you're probably not going to, you know, be able to understand God's love for people. Mm, Yeah. Well, I think that honestly, Jesse, I think that I I think you should pray for whatever you want, but that specifically, there's some yeah. people that do need that fresh revelation Absolutely. of God's love for them. Like the woman at the well, I was just thinking of the woman at the well, like it was that that experience with Jesus, that encounter with Jesus that suddenly she couldn't wait to tell people about mm. this man knew everything I've ever done. You know, she was like the first evangelist, like right out of the gate, you know? So that's right. Um, first I mean, woman evangelist. Yeah. That fresh encounter. Um, and may, man, even maybe some people who are t- they're just tired right now, you know, mm. and, and they need a fresh wind, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel it. I feel it right now, Jeff. I feel mm. a fresh refiring. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's something of a, a, a fresh baptism of God's love. Yeah, come on. So, mm. yeah, Father, we just thank you right now for every person we speak a fresh baptism of fire right now, fresh infilling right now, Father. I thank you for those that have never encountered your presence. I pray that they would feel your presence right now, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you for releasing healing on the broadcast, yes, Lord. deliverance on the broadcast. I thank you uh, right now, God, you're healing migraines. Uh, you're, you're bringing deliverance for night terrors right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, you're healing a heart condition. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, for those on the broadcast that are just tired. Uh, they're, they're, they're in a place of just being weary. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen them by the power of the Holy Spirit. That you would energize them with the energy of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Bless them, Lord. Thank you, Father, for healing ears and eyes and backs on the broadcast. Thank you, Lord, for a healing anointing that's on the broadcast, a healing wave on the broadcast. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you that 
you are raising up an exceedingly great army in these days. A mighty army to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to take regions, cities, and territories. I thank you, Father, that we as the church have a destiny. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in the earth today. Lord, give us dreams, give us vision. Give us uh, encounters, Lord, wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's good. All right, Jesse. Well, um, how can people follow you and Amy's ministry? What you guys are doing? Also, you guys are taking teams out twice a month. How can people find out about those? Um, spiritwordministries.org is uh, a way that people can connect with us, find out more about what we're doing. Um, absolutely. You know, this, um, this July 6th, we're launching our school of deliverance demonology four nice. week school. It'll be a huge blessing for you. We are training, equipping believers, how to cast out devils, walk in authority. It's going to be a powerful school. I'm excited about that. Uh, if you want to connect with us, hit, hit the streets with us. Connect with us. You can go out with us and teach you how to cast out devils and win souls. We're here in Nashville's backyard, and uh, we're gathering at the moment monthly. So we've been having a good time in the Holy Ghost, powerful meetings, just doing a work for the Lord. But uh, thank you for having me on, Jeff. It's been a blast, man. I've I've loved just kind of bouncing off of each other, uh-huh. throwing in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, man. Totally. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for coming on the show. It was great. Um, I know a lot of people were blessed by it. Um, I, yeah, especially that last thing at the end. I just really felt like that kind of revelation of God's love for them. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big one. Like that's. Uh, Faith, hope, and love, these things endure, but the, the greatest of these is love, you know? And yeah. uh, so it's like that that revelation of his love is what propels us forward. You know, that's why intimacy oh, yeah. is so important. Um, yeah. Come on, man. So good. So, so good. good. If we don't have love, we miss it. That's right. We miss the whole thing. That's right. Amen. All right, Jesse. Thanks, man. Bless you. This is great. Okay, my friend. Yeah. This was great, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Bless you. Yeah, you too, man. Everybody, that is our show. Have a blessed Monday. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Joshua Zatkoff, Evangelist Joshua Zatkoff on the show. It's going to be great. It's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, a reminder, the survey right now. Go into the description under stuff we talked about right there. Fill out that survey. It takes like a minute. Um, Check that out. 
fill it out. You pick three topics. You can also choose other, fill that in as well. It takes like a minute. So really appreciate your guys' feedback. We also want your guys' voices, voices to be heard. So um, God bless you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Joshua Zatkoff. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.